Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out Off the Floor. We had a bunch of new members this week. We're not on a losing streak. Check it out. $2.99 per month. we got nine different channels going on there. Some of them communicate with us. Some of them communicate with each other. Some of you talk heat. Some of them you get off the subject of the heat, but it's all there. On off the floor, escape Twitter X and everything else. Two dollars and ninety nine cents per month. The link is right here in the description of the podcast, the YouTube video, as well as pinned to the top of the Five Reasons Twitter page. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We have some friends who follow the show, and they had a great idea. They're like, "Look, we know a lot of your audience is men. We get it, but a lot of the men who are here watching us." They have significant others. So why don't you do something nice for them? Valentine's Day is coming right up. ShopTubCulture.com. That's ShopTubCulture. That's T-U-B, culture.com. We know the culture word, right? So check it out. Handcrafted bath and body care for the important person in your life. And they have everything there. Seriously, check out the website. Usually I do a scripted read, but actually I got something for somebody this week. So I checked it out and it's on its way to me. So check it out. ShopTubCulture.com and get something for the person in your life prior to Valentine's Day. You got two weeks. It'll be there before then. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Drive for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. You can also watch me get crushed in the Heat culture tournament right now. Uh, Our friend Miami Heat UK put together a round of 64. I made it to the Elite Eight. Greg is also in the Elite Eight. We're going to discuss that here in a second, but I'm getting destroyed, as I knew I would, by Heat versus Haters. Uh, Greg is up against our old friend, Alphonse Sidney. Uh, you can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Where are you at right now? Have you checked? Admit it. Have you checked? I have checked, and I was at last 69% of the vote was going to me. Very nice. Really? Yes. Alf is, you know, Alf is... Alf has been on one lately. I'll just say that. We love Alf. But he's He's been on one. He's been pushing for Duncan Robinson to start for a long time. I don't know that necessarily the results of that are uh, are, are correlate with, with his opinions on this stuff. But you may make it to the Final Four. I'm not going to the Final Four. You and Brady are going to be in the Final Four, it looks like, because Brady's ahead of Eric Reed. Can I just say one thing, remarkable. though? I got to say yes. one thing. Heat versus haters, we got to know your name. You gotta we we if you beat Ethan J. Skolnick, I'm calling you out, sir. We need to know who you are. Anyway, move on. This is a net well, you, you're speaking from a network that employs uh, eternal bast and tropical blankets. So I know I, I, I don't know that we're I'm I don't joking, know we're really. in any place to speak. I, I I've been trying to get Alex to change that forever. It's that it hasn't worked. I, I do think I would have had a better chance if I was in there as five reason sports instead of Ethan J. Skolnick. There's still some who don't realize that I do all the tweeting from five reasons sports. But anyway, today's floor plan. Let's get to that. Um, Cause again, you're going to the final four and I'm not, uh, we're going to talk about sacrifice 
And we're going to talk about it because I asked Tyler Hero a question yesterday after the game, after the Heat lost their seventh straight. Tyler did not play well again, but he wasn't the only one. And that's the thing. I, I, I'm trying to make this clear. Like, I understand he's become the lightning rod here, but look, Bam was awful last night, and we, we can't get around that. And honestly, with the exception of Jimmy, who I thought was okay, um, Josh Richardson, I thought, did some good things to get them back in the game and then sort of shot them out of it. I mean, other than that, like, what? I mean, what do we see? Duncan got sick. Hawkins was 0 of 6. Kevin Love has not looked right since he's come back, right? Terry Rozier, right? That's it. Like, in the beginning of the game, Terry Rozier, he didn't even play at the end when they made the comeback. And their on-off numbers with him are not particularly good. So, I, I mean, everybody's pointing to Tyler, but he's not the only one who's struggling right now. But I did ask him after the game about his shot diet because it, there's a clear difference over the last four or five games. He's shooting a ton of threes. And the thing is, we've been saying that he should do that. Like the majority of us here at the network have been saying, play more off the ball, take more threes, get out of the mid-range, just because that's where Jimmy and Bam primarily operate. And Tyler, and look, the thing about Tyler is he hears everything. He sees everything. And so I'm, I wasn't particularly surprised by his answer. But the, the directness, I guess, surprised me where he said, I'm trying to sacrifice to do what's best for the team and get off the ball a little bit more. Again, I'm paraphrasing him. Uh, Wes Goldberg posted the video we did after as well. And that word sacrifice, I, I think, rubbed some people wrong when I was following it on social media, again, because of the source of it, because yeah. the sacrifice that a lot of fans want Tyler to make is to be the sixth man. And that, it, again, that's where our friend Alf comes in, but that's not going to happen right now. So it's like, he's doing, I, I think the best that he can. So the subject today is how can he and others sacrifice to make this thing work? So start with him, Greg, what would be sacrifice for Tyler hero? Uh, when I heard that quote and when I read the quote and then because Wes Goldberg also wrote a story about it and tweeted it, I think you asked him the question, but Wes was the one who posted some of the video that went around, et cetera. Um, and then you obviously also posted stuff too. So there was a couple of different places where you could see reaction to this. And I didn't like that it was kind of coming from a place of I'm, I'm going away from my game to sacrifice for the better of the team. That's what rubbed me the wrong way. Cause you know what sacrifice is? Sacrifice is Alonzo Mourning, like being a hall of famer and figuring out how to come off the bench so that he could play a role on a title contending team. That happened before. Sacrifice is Udonis Haslam taking less money to stay in Miami when the big three were formed turning down a deal from the Denver Nuggets. I think he had another team that had an offer in hand, took less money to stay, probably took a lesser role to stay. That's sacrifice. PJ Tucker, that dude would guard. And, and, and Jimmy said after they lost uh, the, or when they, when PJ Tucker was here before he left, uh, Jimmy said, I didn't know I could fall in love with a basketball player as much as P.J. Tucker. That dude goes and guards the best team's player all game and then only gets to take five shots and three of them are from the corner. That's sacrifice. So I just, I just want to get really careful when we talk about sacrifice because then it becomes a game of show me. And that, that's just where I'm at. And so I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent 
because I, I think that it was kind of more of the, I'm having to, uh, I'm, I'm being inconvenienced and having to sacrifice. And that's how it came across to me. If that's not how it was supposed to be, then I apologize, but that's how it was absorbed by me. And I, I didn't like that. That was the theme of it for me. Everyone should check their ego at the door and it should be about what's best for the team. And if that means that it's Tyler hero comes off the bench and they try that, or Terry Rozier comes off the bench and they try that they should be open-minded to that. And I'm, I don't know who is and who isn't, but like, that's, I guess where I'm coming from. So from Tyler's perspective, if you're asking me the one thing, it's become completely open-minded, be an open book to anything that may be suggested of you for the betterment of the team. And let's really put that into action. So here's the thing about that Tyler exchange specifically. Um, sometimes it's the person who asks the question. And I wonder if the fact that I asked the question is why it got that answer. Because I, I think he's aware of some of the things that have been out there. And, it, it, and what's he's usually aware. I mean, he's told me that before. He told me that at training camp in the Bahamas a year more than a year ago. Um, he has said recently that he pays attention to less of it, but he knows what's going on. And, you know, I think what's funny is things get twisted where it's, it's you know, for a while, I, I think we got painted as being anti-Tyler in some way, which we were not. Uh, and then actually, I feel like I've swung the other way where I, I keep saying that everybody's on him uh, as opposed to on others. Um, I mean, that's the perspective right. I've taken over the past couple of weeks. But we have talked about him playing more off the ball. I have not pushed the agenda of him coming off the bench. I, I, I understand why it's out there. I understand the numerical reasons for it. I understand the historical reasons for it. You hit on it. Some of the best players in this franchise's history have come off the bench. You mentioned Zoe, Dwayne, Goron. Um, I mean, there's a long list of guys who come off the bench. Like this is, it, it, and he did it extraordinarily effectively two years ago. Look, I won money on him winning six man of the year. Okay. I mean, we were in favor of, everything he did that year um but i i wonder if if someone else had asked the question if it might have gotten a different answer it felt like he had that answer ready uh he's not a dumb guy he's bright uh and and he knows what's out there and he he kind of knows sort of what the narratives are and and the agendas are and he kind of knows what to say and then he backs off like he's not i've covered some athletes who don't know what they're saying tyler's not one of them and and so i i, I understand <laughs> I, I understand his perspective on this because it always falls on him, right? And this is kind of what the Heat have said to me about, you know, him in trade talks. They're like, teams always come after the third guy. And then it gets interpreted that we're trying to move him when we're not. And they've made it very clear that at least up until a month ago, I can't speak for the past couple of weeks, but they've only offered him for the likes of, Dame Lillard and Kevin Durant. I mean, top 75 players in NBA history. So they're not looking to move him. And I also know that they were frustrated. I've talked about this a lot. Frustrated by the perception of him as some nothing type player. Like they believe in him more than those around the league do. So I understand your perspective on this and how it comes off because it does come off like, okay, I'm the I'm being the big man here. You know, I'm that's why I'm doing because my question was not framed in a way to say he was doing something wrong. In fact, even though he hasn't shot the ball well from three, again, we've 
we've pushed that agenda. Maybe not the coming off the bench agenda, but I think we've pushed the come off the ball, you know, play off the ball more often. Not all the time, but come off playoffs because you're good at it. Like that, that's the thing. And and I think the question has become now, like now that Duncan has sort of gone into a shell, which was predictable, I think, uh, with everything that's happened, is like Alf's point is why are you forcing Tyler to play like Duncan when you have Duncan and just put Duncan in the starting lineup? So I, I understand the perspective. I understand his perspective. I understand how it came off in a certain way. Um, but I also understand why he might be frustrated by the idea that it's always him that has to sacrifice. It's always him. And, and so I don't know necessarily, you know, at 24 years old and he's just gotten this contract that he's going to be willing, you know, willing and, and happy to do what Dwayne did towards the end, what Goron did when Spo sat him down, what Zoe did, but Zoe came back to a team with Shaq. You know, so I, th- there were mitigating circumstances to all of this. Let's go to the next guy, though, because, uh, look, again, it shouldn't just be Tyler to sacrifice. What does Bam have to sacrifice now? His, his comfort level. His comfort level with that damn mid-range shot. That I think it's a great shot, and he sh- he should continue to have it as part of his repertoire. Like, anyone who says that he shouldn't shoot that shot is ridiculous. Like, did people tell KG to stop taking that shot? Hell no but he needs to mix in other stuff. So his sacrifice is getting out of his comfort zone offensively, getting back to some of the stuff he was doing earlier in the season. Um, And frankly, other than that, it's really just about him being as effective and efficient as possible. There's so much that goes on defensively with him that I think we can't quantify that. uh, I, I just, I hesitate to get too, there, if anyone's and people are going to say that I um, am being a Bam Adebayo apologist, I guess, and that's okay, whatever, that's fine. I, 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 more. This is where I come from. He gets more of a pass than the other guys because of his responsibilities elsewhere throughout the game on the other side of the ball. So that's just how I feel. But if there's anything for him, it's getting out of that this the stretch of mediocrity from mid range and getting to the basket, being more decisive, being uh, taking care of the ball. These are like the things, but again, these are just the things that we've talked about. I don't know that any of those things should be defined as sacrifice. They're just doing what you're supposed to be doing. And so that's why, like when we go down the road of sacrifice, it becomes a more existential question than these little small gadgets that I'm throwing out there that maybe Bam could switch up. But if there's anything, it's getting away from the mid-range and being decisive to the rim. Well, here's the thing we got to acknowledge. Bam's anchoring a defense right now that's not very good. I'm not blaming that on him, but, I mean, he's out there. And they're giving up 100 points by the end of the third quarter. Like, that's been happening a lot. They got no dogs. Phoenix. Right. They don't. Okay. And so this is where I'm going to go with this. The mid range shot. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, he's not shooting it well. I mean, he's not shot it well for three weeks. Like, and that's, we talked a lot about how he had to shoot it. That was the whole Brooke Lopez thing. Spo has referred to that has called that back and everything else. But now you're right. It's become everything. And I, I get that he doesn't have anybody to throw him lobs. Although Rozier seems willing and able to do that. So it does seem like maybe more of that will come. Here's what Bam needs to sacrifice. Bam needs to stop being such a nice guy. You know, <laughs> what we all love about Bam is he is the perfect face of a franchise. Like, he really is. Like, he does all the community stuff. He's family-oriented. He's he's His teammates love him. 
everybody around the league loves him. Like he is like, he's perfect in all of those ways. He's the captain now. And this was my concern about him being captain. And I, you know, I, I feel like that I knew they were going to give him the captain. They were, he was the only option. And when I talked to him about it in training camp, he's like, I don't know who else it would be. He was the only option. Okay. But mostly it seemed like they want him to grow into the role. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. he's ready to do it. He's not UD. I mean, UD was calling him out on NBA TV yesterday. You're right. Like, UD would get in somebody's face. Bam has to let some of that go. Like, he's got he's got to be harder on his teammates at this point. That's comfort he's zone, gotta, too. That's comfort. That is – that's probably – that's harder than the basketball stuff. Like, you have to be different. Like, I – you know, I mean – and – and that's difficult. Um, but he needs to do that because they gave him that role and this is a sinking ship and he is the captain of a sinking ship by definition right now. So who he, whose face he needs to get in. I don't know who it is. Is it Jimmy? Is it Tyler and the role players? Is it Spo? Whatever it is. I just think that if he's going to have that role now, you got to start now. You got to start now. This team is, it's not just this season that is on the line right now. This We've talked about it. This build is on the line right now. And if he wants to be part of this build and a primary part of this build, which you and I both believe he can be, I, I think we, we have tremendous respect for Bam. But he, he needs to get out of his comfort zone uh, there a little bit and kind of go from there. I will get to Jimmy and the role players here on the other side. Before we do, I want to mention a couple great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Again, I apologize for my voice getting over a cold and, you know, my mic issues, which everybody always points out. Better Edge, use the code 5RSN or 5 Reasons. You get $20 to play. We're going to have Super Bowl tournaments going on all week. So make sure that you get in there now, excuse me, now and sign up. Uh, we also, you know, I want on Better Edge. Uh, I'm not going to say on what because Heat fans will be upset at me. But Better Edge is legal in the state of Florida and it's legal because it's peer to peer. You're betting against someone else. Uh, you're not betting against the apps. So check it out, betteredge.com. They have props and all that other stuff there too. But again, check out our tournaments. Use the code 5RSN or 5Reasons. And we always mention prize picks. Use the code 5FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. You don't have to put down 100 right away, but if you want it matched, it is literally free money. So they'll give it to you and you can start playing today. You can play all the different sports. You can pair players from different teams. They got goblins on there, demons on there, and of course the Super Bowl props. They got the Mahomes prop on there right now, half a yard. That's all he needs to throw for, and you're going to win with whoever, as long as you win on the other side of that when you pair him with somebody. So check it out, prizepicks.com, Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, or use the code, but wherever you are, use the code 5 FIVE. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime 
for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. All right, what does Jimmy need to sacrifice right now? I think he needs to probably try to find ways to put Bam in the best position to take this next step. And if that means, I don't know how he does that, if that means going at him a little bit, if that means not going at him as much, if that means following his lead more, if that means passing him the ball more, if that means maybe looking for him deliberately, I think that that can do nothing but help what goes on here. So for me, the sacrifice, the, the sacrificial moment for him is to start to hand the keys to Bam um, in certain ways. I'm not saying that Bam can be an offensive hub. I'm talking about as the voice of the team, as the leader of the team. Uh, and that's a really tough thing to ask. Ethan, do you think I'm off base to even ask that question? What do you think Jimmy needs to sacrifice? No, I'm I mean, interested. I, I mean, I mean- when you mentioned pass to Bam more often, that's the one that perks my ears up because uh, I don't think there were any assists from Jimmy to Bam last night. So I think he's still stuck at 10 for the season. And honestly, that's kind of an outrageously low number. So I, I just think that, you know, whatever fit issues there are between the two of them offensively, I do think Jimmy needs to embolden him because I, I think that will help him. Uh, to me, though, the single biggest thing that Jimmy needs to sacrifice is he needs to sacrifice the downtime right now. And I don't mean the downtime with the coffee stuff and the 22 advertisements and commercials and the stuff he does. I mean the downtime in the season. Like, I, I just think we're at a point now. Like, it's it's the end of January. You're getting up to the All-Star break. He's going to get a break during All-Star. He's not going to be an All-Star this year. I know he doesn't want to be anyway, but he's not he's not going to be named to that team. He needs to go now. Like, just go. Like that's it. And I, and, and I, I think that it has felt to me at times like Jimmy doesn't want to step on too many toes here in Miami because of the reputation, particularly the reputation he developed in Minnesota. And I, I just, I, he's earned the right to step on toes. He's earned the right to demand the damn ball and to have them all feed off of him. And I just, I don't think he can have down halves down games anymore. They, they are so reliant on his energy he gives them belief that's the thing that whole playoff run last year was him giving them belief and i know a couple of those guys are not here anymore shrews and vincent but the others who are still here there's i think sometimes they're just waiting for jimmy to be jimmy and i i just be jimmy oh get if spo is not featuring you enough tell spo to feature you do whatever it is you have to do to be uh, aggressive and have everybody feed off of you. I don't think there could be any downtime. All right, let's get to the role players here. because I, I, Tyler said yesterday, it starts with me, Bam, and Jimmy. Um, but there are other guys that I think uh, have to uh, sacrifice something or have to – I don't think Hawkins has to sacrifice anything at this stage. I think that they need to figure out a way to get him back in rhythm. And I think the same is true for Kevin Love and Duncan Robinson. I, I think all three of those guys, if you look at why this team – was playing better than its net rating mm-hmm. early in the season with all the injuries. Those are the three guys we talked about. We talked about Hawkes, we talked about Love, and we talked about Duncan. And all three of them have been unproductive of late. You're right. And if that's going to continue, like they, they're not. And so 
if Duncan is is having trouble finding a fit again, he's got to snap out of that. Now, Kevin Love seems to we know how much he cares. Okay, he was throwing stuff on the bench yesterday. He needs to figure out a way to make himself a viable option for the team again because backup center was one of the places where the Heat had an advantage most nights because of what he was providing has not been the case lately. And Hawkes, I, I think that's more on the on the coach. Honestly, I, I think that you can't have Jaime standing in the corner now, like not with what he was doing earlier in the season. No, that needs to be sorted out. So to me, it's not sacrifice for the three of them. It's more just playing better. The sacrifices mm-hmm. come from guys like Josh Richardson, whose minutes have come down. And then, you know, another guy we got to talk about is Caleb because I, I, I what, what do you think he has to sacrifice? I just, I just, I don't feel like you know what you're going to get from him every night. And I felt like last year we did. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with that the, the bursts to the rim just aren't happening as frequently. And that's tough for him because with his lack of ball handling, he needs that initial burst to the rim to kind of make up ground for the lack of uh, him wanting to dribble all around. So to me, um, I don't think he has much to sacrifice. I don't think any of the role players really are set. They're already sacrificing day to day. What about, and finding what about a, Rosier? What about Rosier? He could potentially need to anchor a second unit. Like they may need to look at that. They've been staggering. And I like some of that that they do. And then obviously they just keep falling off cliffs. But I thought that there were moments where the staggering looked like it was, it was heading somewhere. Um, but I, I don't really want to focus a ton on on four through ten and what they need to necessarily sacrifice because I think that all of those guys sign up to sacrifice on some in some way, shape, or form. Do you think that any that there's anything that Coach Spo, the front office or ownership, has to sacrifice right now? Oh well, let's go through it. I'll mention Rozier on one thing here. I think I think he needs to dig in defensively. Honestly, like that, that's where, because look, he's supposed to be an upgrade over Lowry in that regard. Like I know that he had uneven an uneven time in Charlotte, you know, playing on a bad team, but he's more capable than Kyle of playing good defense at this stage of their careers. I I, I think that he needs to guard his man. Basically that's, that's why I have one thing that they they can all sacrifice their damn body and take a charge. Well, that's the thing, because that's the one thing Kyle did, and that got brought up yesterday. And now you got a lot of Heat fans who wanted Kyle out of here for the last two years, who all of a sudden are reminiscing and all melancholy about the fact that he's not here. Uh, I'll run through the other the others first. I, honestly, I, I I know fans are going to get on me. I don't know that ownership needs to sacrifice anything right now. They made a move. Like everybody wanted them to make a move. They're trying not to be in the second apron. I, I mean, if the all-in move was there, I would say, yeah, sacrifice, okay, and and pay even more tax. And go, but the all-in move is not there right now, I don't think. I mean, it's Donovan Mitchell, right? Like, that's the move, and I don't think Cleveland's moving a guy. Is that an all-in move? I guess. I guess kind of. I mean, I he would help significantly for sure. I mean, Danny Ainge is going to demand a ransom from the Heat. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I felt that they ownership needed to sacrifice to make a move to give them a better chance. Agree. And they did to a certain degree. I know that the tax comes down this year, but now they're going to be a tax team going forward. It's more likely than it was prior to the trade. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there or with Pat at this stage. I, I, I think, you know, Spo. He's throwing everything at the wall right now. I mean, he said it yesterday. Like that was, I mean, he was very candid and and I wouldn't say despondent, uh, but 
more open about his search for answers. Well, he said, I'm searching, I'm searching. Um, I think Spo needs to sacrifice some of the small ball stuff. Like I, at this point, like it's a good one. If they're not gonna go get a big, if they're not gonna go get uh, more big players, then he's got to utilize the guys he has and give them a better chance on that end. Because I will tell you, I'm watching them against Phoenix, and they look tiny against the Suns, and the Suns are not a particular big team. Like I mean, Nurkic, yes, and Durant. But they're not, I mean, it's not, Orlando's a big team. Like, there are some big teams around the NBA. Cleveland, when they're fully healthy, is a big team uh, with Mobley and Allen in there. But the Heat looks small at every position. Now, they've gotten small, well, I guess Rozier and Lowry, I guess Lowry was wider than Rozier, right? I guess we look at it that way, the same height, roughly. But, acreage. I mean, they, they look, acreage, right. But they, they, they just look small. And so I'm like, okay, so can you play more of your big options? Can you go back to Jovic? Can you maybe try Bam with Orlando Robinson at times and see if that maybe frees Bam up a little bit? Like, I think he's going to have to get away from some... I mean, playing Haywood Highsmith at the four is not working right now. We we liked it. I liked it, but it's not working. You know, playing six, five guys next to Bam, like, uh, he's wearing down. So I think maybe Spo needs to give up on some of that philosophy because it does seem, we talked about this on a previous podcast, like the league has come back to Pat here a little bit in, in terms of playing with size and, you know, again, it's more functional size than maybe in Pat's day. It's more skilled size, perimeter size. Uh, but Miami is a tiny, is a t- the team that Spolster is putting on the floor is small. It's very small. He has some options on his roster to go a little bit bigger. Yep. I still think they need to add to those options, but for the time being, uh, I think he needs to lean more that direction because here's the thing. If you're a small team and you're fast, that you can get away with it. But they've got one guy with plus speed on the team, and it's it's a guy they just got, right? So it's yeah. like they're, they're a slow team in general. They're slow, slow and small. small. <laughs> Jinx. Like, End the show. Right? End the show. Thanks to our sponsor, shoptubculture.com. Better Edge Prize Picks. I promise I'll have a voice someday. Have a good one, everybody.